are, am I we, doing it? We are recording. All right. Welcome to Moody Brides. Hey. Hey. Hi. Hi. Um, if you're just listening in, I'm Rachel Riley. I'm Rachel Rangel. Ron- We're both the... Rangel. I don't have any fancy pronunciation yeah, for my I, name. Yeah, I was getting wind and hail insurance for our new house, and um, USAA is headquartered out of San Antonio, and the mm-hmm. representative was like, hello, Miss Rangel. And I was like, oh, that's right. I say it wrong. So I got schooled Damn. on the phone. That's okay. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. Everything's fine. I don't know how to say my own last name. I went to the doctor's last week, and this woman um, said Rachel, but it sounded like Michelle, and so someone else, I, it sounded like she said Riley. She had a really thick accent, and so this, like, family goes back, and I'm like, mm, okay, and then the husband was like, this isn't us. I'm like, pretty sure that's me. <laughs> Relay? So they had to like. Raquelie Relay? Yeah. They had to bring their whole brood back out. There was like two kids and a stroller and a wife and a husband. Wow. So, that sounds horrible. I hate going to the doctor with other people. Like just, just me. Just let me go so I can be nervous yeah. alone. Right. Yeah. I, uh-huh. I've been putting the kids in either some sort of like hourly care or getting a babysitter since I can remember. I don't like taking them to doctor's appointments with me. I don't either. I um, Yeah, it sucks. And it sucks even more. Like the clinic that I go to is kind of uh, small. It's small. small. Rooms are small. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. Um, yeah, so I started medication. Yes. I know we talked a little bit about that last time. Yes. Um, I feel fucking great. Yes. Uh, I can so, see it in your face. Like you look less stressed. Uh, that's what Zach said to me last night. He, uh, we were sitting on the couch and I was um, doodling. Uh, so I, I ordered a bullet journal and I've been looking at stuff on Instagram and they have all these really cute little like drawings and stuff that people do. And I was like, you know, those are pretty easy to do. Like they're not intricate. I should be able to do those. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> but um, Zach looked at me last night and he asked how I was feeling. And I was like, I'm feeling fine. Why? And he's like, how are you feeling like mentally? And I was like, I feel fine. And he said the same thing. He goes, you just look like you feel different. He said, your face looks less stressed. Yeah. And so uh, I I am definitely less stressed, and it's fucking awesome. Good. I yeah. mean, that just means that's the right medication for you. Yeah. So I'm that's taking exciting. two different two different medications. Um, one of them is like an antihistamine, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's it it's not effective for long term anxiety, but for short term. So I like it. I'm here for it. So. Nice. See, yeah. I, I'm a big proponent of medication when needed. Uh, I was really afraid to take it when I was like in my deep, dark OCD hole. But once I started taking it, it was like, oh, I got my life back. And like, if you need it, like, it's not going to make you feel like high. Yeah. You're just going to feel like a normal uh, human being. <laughs> that's what Zach asked me. He goes, do you feel weird? Do you feel like high or anything? And I was like, no, I just feel less like so... Um, Obviously, you know, I don't spank my kids. Uh, I try not to yell at them. So when I get frustrated, I internalize it um, and uh, get frustrated a lot because we're we're in the cusp of the terrible twos now. And um, the other day we went to breakfast and Baxley threw himself on the asphalt because for some reason he's decided that he doesn't like his car seat anymore or getting in the car. Gotcha. That sounds fair. Yeah. Yeah. Who needs those? Right. And so he threw himself on the asphalt gently, but still and I was like all right dude whereas before I started the medication that would have upset me because it's happening frequently you know it's not like just like here and there it's happening every time we get in the vehicle and so um yeah I was just like all right man do what you need to do you still have to go in the car seat we're not leaving you here (laughs) yeah yeah scream in your car seat where you're safe Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I feel like every kid goes through that. Every toddler goes through a stage where they hate their car seat and they like arch their back like a cat in a bathtub. Yes, like, and you have That's to be like, ex- look, you are going to get buckled in. Yeah, yeah. Um, we actually, so we're doing the extended rear facing um, 
you know, uh, until they're like 17 or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds reasonable. I'm sure no one will make fun of them. (laughs) And so uh, he locks his legs out. So um, and like kind of stands, uses the, the car seat in the back seat to like not stand up, but to keep his butt six inches out of the car seat. And it's so <laughs> fucking obnoxious. And I'm just like, man, I wish I had one of those little uh, reflex tester mallets. So I could just, you know, knock him in the knee gently, of course, to where it makes him reflex. And he's like, <laughs> he kicks his legs out and then just falls down really fast. So then I could just buckle him in really. God, I don't know. I'm the worst. <laughs> Such a mean mom making your kid wear a car or wear a seatbelt in a car seat. So mean. Uh, Well, we didn't record last week because you uh, were in a hurricane. Yeah. So Hurricane Dorian, um, lovingly referred to in this. And I want to say, like, I want to specify this specific area where I live in eastern North Carolina that did not get badly affected by the hurricane mm-hmm. it was called hurricane borean but i feel kind of a twinge of guilt even calling it that because obviously yeah. like the bahamas got fucked up uh emerald isle got hit with hurricanes um mm-hmm. new brunswick i think brunswick county got hit with hurricanes and then up in the outer banks there are a lot of flood anyway yeah. like the bahamas worst of all but yeah no that whole week it was just kind of like this like really slow moving like we know this hurricane's coming this area uh-huh. is still really um <clears throat> Florence is still really fresh for this area uh, mm-hmm. because they did get really messed up by Florence they did yeah mm-hmm. and so uh we weren't there for that but we have a lot of uh, friends who like uh, literally just now and some who still have not gotten all the damage fixed due to contracting issues or just time and money and insurance and so anyway yeah I was like I would love to podcast during the hurricane but I was convinced our power would go out but then nothing happened mm-hmm. like we didn't lose yeah. power it was honestly it was it was very we were really really fortunate no it was no big deal for us uh it like kind of went around us in a way because like it the tornadoes were like 20 minutes away that way and that way north and south Mm -hmm. nothing in this town so yeah back in the land of hurricanes yeah good times good times um speaking of the hurricane i was reading yesterday about a ferry full of Bahamian uh, refugees that got turned away by the ferry captain and customs and border was actually like, no, they should be allowed in regardless of visas. And it was the captain specifically who gave those, uh, if you don't have a visa, get off the boat orders. But God, like... I was just so like, like I had like major like secondhand like rage on behalf of those people. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine like having your home destroyed in a hurricane? And yeah. like, you're like, I'm going to go to Florida and get some food and water and like get my life together a little bit and be with family and friends. And then they're like, uh-uh, you ain't got no visa. Great. Yeah. Fucking no, great. I, thought, um, I read a little bit about that. Um, and I just, it, it's infuriating. It really is. And it's not, these people just went through such a, and I read an article that uh, there was a shelter. And I mean, there's nowhere they can go. It's yeah. not like you just You're get in a fucking island. car. Yeah. yeah. And um, so I was reading some of the comments and people, well, the article that I read, um, there was a shelter there and they were trying to save the animals. But it got to the point that uh, the, I think they said they had 300 dogs and, um, 225 dogs died. Uh, and I mean, they did what they could. They like let them out of the cages and let them swim. Uh, well, they were trying to, to move the, the crates and stuff, um, up to higher, you know, higher ground or whatever. But eventually they had to crawl up through the, uh, the attic and they couldn't take all the animals with them. So, uh, a lot of 225 dogs died and like 30 cats or something. People were like, Oh, that makes me so mad. Um, you know, like these people didn't do more. How come they didn't evacuate? Well, where the fuck are you going to go? Everybody has the, I would have done this story when it's not them. And like, sure, you can evacuate with animals, but are you going to evacuate with 300 of them when you live on an Mm -hmm. island and that island is underneath a Cat 5 hurricane? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I would think is that maybe in a situation like that, you maybe open up the cages and let the animals yeah. make a run for it. But I mean, who knows? Maybe they did that. We were th- talking about that during the storm because I mean, we weren't we weren't worried about like insane flooding like that where we were and the mm-hmm. amount of and the category it was by the time it got to us. But just like one of those what if scenarios, like 
we have two dogs and a cat and then we've got the yeah. guinea pigs and the hamster and like it i'd like to think that i would become this like hulk woman and i could put like a kid on my back hold on to mm-hmm. a dog hold a cat put a guinea pig in my pocket like but honestly like when you're like balancing human life with animal lives yeah. like I mean, God, that's that's tough because you want to do what you can. But at the end of the day, if you're asking me, like, am I going to carry my kid through floodwaters or my dog? Like, obviously, if it's just me, I'm going to carry my kid. Mm -hmm. And I, that's not I don't know. I'm sure there are people who would not like like that. I said that. But like as much as I love my animals, like people. Yeah, no, I know. Except maybe Duke would need to be carried because he can't swim because he's an abomination. (laughs) <laughs> have you thrown him in a pool to see if he can swim? No, because like it's a pretty well-known consensus in the French bulldog uh, knowledge database that they don't that swim. I just made up that they are top heavy and cannot swim properly. So I, I can see that. He's yeah. got a little fat body and short legs. He's just not athletic. Like he's, he's a very inathletic Same, dog. Same. Ooh, speaking That's of insane. animals being inathletic, but you know, also chunky. Let's talk about that primordial pouch that cats have. I also have a primordial pouch. It means you're fight ready. Apparently, I am. you know, everyone's like always like that cat's fat because it's got that little pouch hanging, but it's a primordial pouch and it has to do with being able to protect themselves from kicks and bites from other cats. So you know what? No more body shaming fat cats. Nope. We shouldn't be doing that anyways. No, we shouldn't. I mean, not that they give a shit. They really don't give a shit. Except for Duke. Duke. You can body shame Duke. Yeah, you can totally body shame Duke. I mean, with as much money as I spent on Duke, you can body shame him as much as you need to. And he's pretty cute. He's pretty cute. So I think he'll be okay with being... Remember when he humps random objects? No, I don't like that. Speaking of which, getting Duke (laughs) neutered is... What'd you say? I just... I'm just listening to you talk, humping random objects, and then you're like, speaking of which. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's becoming such a douchebag. Like, he's, like, we go outside. He's a duke bag. (laughs) (laughs) That was a bad pun. I'm sorry. That was really bad. Matt's looking at me funny from across the room. Uh, No, we're going to get him neutered because he's turning into a complete douche canoe. Like, he's, um, He's that guy from Letterkenny. Shorzy. He's Shorzy. He's turned into Shorzy. Oh, no. He's not good news. Speaking speaking of douching, did you know that um, every time you douche anally, uh, it strips away the lining in in your colon? What? I learned that today. Okay. Do you... Anal douching strips away a layer of your anus? Skin? Your, yeah, the lining. The in lining your, of uh, your anus. Anal douching. I'm telling I'm telling Matt and he's looking at me I like why are you telling me this? I mean skin and stuff. Yeah, I learned that today. Where did you learn uh, that, Rachel? Well <laughs> in so, what context did you learn that? <laughs> <laughs> so um I, was it last it uh, so on the twenty first of August um, Tushy, the bidet company, post uh, hosted a butt con, which is like Comic Con for butts. I sent you the link to it uh, to read the article, not to go. Although I think it would have been really cool. So it was basically all things butts. Uh, apparently, they had a professional cake sitter, which it turns out it's not just plopping down on cakes. Um, <laughs> it's a seductive dance before you sit on cakes. Which means I will not be able to do that because there is nothing about me that is seductive when I'm dancing. As Ian once said, you are literally the worst dancer I've ever encountered. You have a lot of skills, but dancing is definitely not one of them. It's really not. And that's okay. Yeah, um, I have other skills. Uh, So anyways, um, I learned that. And uh, so yeah, they had a bunch of people. The tickets were like $10 to $15 or whatever. And it's everything but. And so it's put on by this bidet company which I'll get into what I learned about bidets. Um, but uh, so there was like a porn star there talking about how to do anal sex. Uh, the, the, the Not necessarily the right way, but to do it the safe way and talking about 
how yeah uh well just like yeah anal douching uh, and the douching um, yeah uh and um talking about what she uses for anal tears and what she uses to prevent UTIs like it was very uh very informative um and uh so they had the cake sitter and then they also had like a a, a belfie booth where you could take selfies with big butts it really nice. like it was, it was fucking wild it was wild that and is then they wild. had they had people talking about like gut health like it was all things butts and i think that's awesome cuz i think butts are vastly um oh butts are kind of having a moment they are and so actually uh somebody posted this video about this this artist who um poops and then she makes molds of her poops okay and, and like, there now you've lost me yeah no it was really bad so like she pooped in a she pooped in a hole it was like this big thing they didn't actually sh well no they kind of did um so it was like an art installation and she dug a hole she pooped in it and then she put some like molten metal or something in there and i don't know if it encased it or what but then other people were like Touching her molten. No, no. Like, no. passing it around. We have to it, stop. Okay. No, but I anyway. just mean as a society, we have to stop these things. Oh, yeah. 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 We have to stop. Uh, yeah. So, I just, I learned a lot. So, in um, doing the research about butts, it, somebody, uh, I can't remember what article. I want to say it was, like, maybe Refinery29. They talked about that someone said, uh, you know, if you, like, less is more when you douche your butthole. Because the more often you do it, the the more it strips away the the lining. So, the more you fucking know, man. Also, did you know? You probably didn't, but I'm going to tell you anyways. Doctor John Kellogg of the Kellogg cereal um, invented a anal enema that he patented. Hold on, let me get out my notes. I did some I did some stuff today. Can and we I have just, I mean, uh, I just want to touch very quickly on cake sitting and how I don't understand what's so great about it, but how I also want to add that I'm trying not to judge because I will literally watch videos of people squeezing spongy or soapy I sponges. Know, and I, it's like, we all have that thing that relaxes us, but I just, I'm trying really hard to wrap my head around being enticed by a cake covered butt. And that just kind of makes me hungry. And I, well, I mean, I don't watch it, but I would imagine that watching someone smash a perfectly good cake with their butt would upset me and also yeah. make me hungry. Cake are, is good. Cakes are not easy to make. Like, good cakes, not easy to make. It's a no, lot of work to smash um, it with your butt. Yeah, especially if you're having to do it seductively and you don't have any dancing skills. I wouldn't even know how to do that. Like, how? How? Anyway, go on. I'd like to hear more well, about these Kellogg brothers. Well, before we, uh, you were talking about, so I tried once again to, um, Lennon's, Lennon's been doing this thing where she goes around and she roars. She goes Roar! really quietly and sweetly nice. and it's super fucking adorable. Yeah. Um, and so Zach said something about, he's like, oh, it's like those, those somebody said something. It was like the ASMR videos. And so I decided to try it again. Watching videos. I've been spending a lot of time on Instagram. Um, and I know how, how much you like them. So I was like, well, I'll go ahead and give it a Can shot. I just like, just let me interject real quick. I do not like the ones where people are talking and eating. I only like the ones where people are squeezing sponges and playing with slime. I do not yeah. like the ones where people are doing things with their mouth. Go on. Uh, yes. Um, so I watched some of those, uh, slime ones. Um, and apparently I made a face cause Zach was like, what are you doing over there? And I was like, nothing. And he goes, you're making a face. And I was like, what kind of face is it? And he was like, it's an unpleasant one. And I said, I'm watching those ASMR videos. And I said, I don't like it. I don't like it. I watched sand cutting videos. I watched slime squeezing videos. I watched uh, the sponge videos. Now, I will say the only sponge video that I liked was when they were squeezing the water out and it was trickling back into the water. I don't just like the, uh, just like the sponge, sponge scratching. Mm. Yeah, no, I like it when like they, f they, they fill like a, like a really, uh, like a, like a sink with like cleaning solution. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then they take a very, very clean sponge. And I feel like I need to add that because you know my aversion to sponges that have been used. I don't like them. Mm-hmm. And then they literally like pour Comet all over them and then more soap. And then they squeeze them. And it just makes lots of mm-hmm. bubbles. And I don't know why it's like relaxing to me. Um I, but no, I, I, I actually have quite an aversion to the ones where people are like talking and eating. I think that those mm-hmm. are gross. So it's weird yeah. what kinds of things might be appealing to some of us and not to others. But I I'm agree. sad that you didn't like the sponge ones. <laughs> I just can't, man. Like it, and I. I don't find it relaxing. Like it stresses me out a little bit. And yeah. that's, that's one of the reasons I was like, well, maybe since I'm on this medication, maybe I'll try watching these videos. Maybe it'll make me more, <laughs> I don't know. And it didn't. And like people had like these really pretty slime things that were like molded with like a thin plastic on the outside or whatever. They looked like bubbles and they would just pop them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why, why are you doing that? It's like that thing sound. is so pretty. It's the sound. I don't like the sound. Because that's all the ASMR is. is It's like an audio blah, 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 meridian blah, blah response. Anyway, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's weird. My sister will watch the ones of people eating and those make me physically ill. I miss your sister. I miss my sister too. (laughs) Hi, Maddie. Hi. If you even listen. Probably not. Um, She's like, I'm over these hoes. These hoes are lying. I know. Um, So, I... A couple weeks ago or whatever, people were like, Google why cornflakes were made. Thank you. You're, you'll thank me later or whatever. Like, I read a lot of food books. I want to say we've talked about this before. Um, I read a lot of books on the food industry and whatnot. And um, the modernization of breakfast and breakfast cereals uh, is in a lot of books. It's a reoccurring theme that people discuss. And so the Kellogg brothers came up because the Kellogg, and I found this out. So I accidentally purposely ordered a 500-page book on the Kellogg brothers because I find them fucking fascinating. Right. Um, they own – so one of them was a doctor. I don't remember what the other one did. Um, but uh, they owned a sanitarium. And somehow they invented cornflakes because they were supposed to cure masturbation. I just found out that Dr. John Kellogg apparently was celibate for his 40-year marriage. Okay, wait. Okay, I want to hear more about that, but go back to how do cornflakes prevent masturbation? I don't know. But it's a solitary vice and a vile practice is what it he said about It doesn't say how they prevent it? I don't know. No, it doesn't. Like, it, it, that was his thought process. Like, I don't... I'll have to do more. That's why I ordered the book about them. I'm so excited. So, so you, I feel like you're... So, you know how I love to read books on, like, human sexuality and relationships mm-hmm. and stuff that's you with like food history and the it food is. industry so like together we make a really mismatched pair and I, I enjoy it but I love it I absolutely love it I have so many books on food I love them and I will re- reread them like I have one that yeah. I'm reading kind of it's called Pandora's Lunchbox I read a ton of books by Michael Pollan um but so the Kellogg brothers they're just a fascinating um so in after reading I was like you know what I don't know what the history of the bidet is so I googled you know and also I just came to the realization that um the other night when I was reading uh you know why a chamber pot is called a chamber pot because it's a pot that goes in your chamber yeah, it goes in your bedroom and yeah. you sit on it and you Yeah, I didn't know that. You didn't like know that? It, I was literally no, if you was, get to ever get a chance to go through like a castle castle, they sometimes still have like the chamber pot sitting out where you can like that's what they shit in. And there would be like a door. So weird. Yeah, there's like a door behind the bed that's like um you know, like it's like the, the wallpaper of the tapestry hides it mm-hmm. and like a servant comes in and like puts the pot out and then the royal does what they do and then the servant comes and takes it away. So like it's like secret. Uh, go on. What does that have to do with cornflakes? Oh, so uh, in researching the uh, the tushy thing, and then I was like, I don't know how bidets came about. Apparently, um, the first like mention of a, a bidet was in 19, or 1970, 1750. It was like the first, 1728, I believe is 
No, I don't know. Anyways, it's been a long day. Anyway, so I was Googling it, and then apparently in 1928, Dr. John Kellogg, the inventor of the cornflakes for masturbation, applied for an anal douche patent, which is uh, what we would, along the lines of what a a bidet is. You just uh, flush water up your colon. And actually, he was into some weird shit at that sanitarium. Well, yeah, I mean, none of this sounds like it was coming from a good place. Well, um, yeah, so he lived to like, he was 91, I think is what I read. Uh, But so the Kellogg brothers invented cereal. They were in Battle Creek, Michigan. Um, And so the, uh, they got into a fight and they really didn't speak until uh, one of them was dying. I don't remember the entire story, but one of the brothers wrote the other brother that was dying a letter and um, the family didn't read that letter to the dying brother because they thought it would upset him. Even though it was like, I'm so sorry, because they got into a a huge argument over uh, cereal stuff. So they stopped doing the sanitarium thing. And I didn't know this, but um, the, the sanitarium was the Seventh Day Adventist run sanitarium. Okay. So I found that pretty interesting. Gotcha. I'm trying to figure out what the cornflakes did to prevent the masturbation. Nothing. I don't. It was just some sort of. Yeah. It, that's just. That's just what he so thought. He believed um, that sex with your wife was bad. Yeah, I said he was celibate for like forty, reportedly celibate for a uh, four decade long marriage, and he never jerked his girk. I'm like, this is just a, a summary of what you're going to read. What is it? The, uh, oh, wait, come on. Come on, pop up. No. Anyway, Kellogg cataloged 39 different symptoms of a person plagued by masturbation, including general infirmity, defective development, mood swings, fickleness, bashfulness, boldness, <laughs> bad posture, <laughs> stiff joints, fondness for spicy foods, acne, palpitations, and epilepsy. Oh, my God. So bashfulness and boldness. Um, and fickleness. I also read that he, uh, like, to prevent women's masturbation, um, he would attempt to castrate them oh come on and then apply yeah i bet you he is rolling in his grave with i with what i do on my spare time (laughs) i'm just kidding i don't have spare time that's true so he thought that meat (laughs) and certain flavorful or seasoned foods increased sexual Mm -hmm. desire and that plainer foods could curb it so that's where cornflakes came in because they are bland as fuck they are matt loves cornflakes i think they're nasty it's fucking weird i like frosted flakes yeah frosted flakes are like the the heathen version of cornflakes because those are flavorful what what kills me about cereal is that cereal is uh, um it's not a filling food like you can have so like a serving of cereal is anywhere from like two if you're looking at like the healthier versions it's like two-thirds of a cup and anywhere from you know uh 200 plus calories for two thirds of a cup of something. How is that supposed to fill you up? And that's just the cereal itself. That doesn't include the, the milk that you have to mix with your cereal. Or if you're a monster, I've seen some people mix water. Okay. No, that's when you call the cops. No, you call the cops. Yeah. Immediately. uh, That's not okay. Um, I watch Matt eat cereal every single morning and he somehow doesn't eat again until lunchtime and has the energy to do like an intense workout every single day. Whereas like if I have a bowl of cereal for breakfast, I'm hungry again in like an hour. Yeah. Uh, I know he's one of those aliens that are living among us. He is kind of alien like, and I, you know, the, the more I'm around him, the less I trust that he's not an alien. Yep. There you go. Yeah. I definitely did not know that about the Kellogg brothers. I've seen like the little headlines about like, you should see how cornflakes or why cornflakes are invented. And I was like, I don't like cornflakes. And so my bias kicked in and I didn't even read it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's fucking wild. I know. And so I was like blown away when I saw that John Kellogg patented in 1928 or applied for a patent for the, the, anal enema and i was like holy shit this guy pretty much invented the bidet even though he didn't but for a guy who thought that the human body was like dirty 
Mm-hmm. He was, well, I mean, I guess that's a good reason to create the bidet, but I don't know. It just seemed like he was kind of fixated on butts and other things. There were, there were lots of other things. I kind of read a little bit and got into it and I was like, wow, this is fucking wild and I don't have time for this today. Um, yeah. So speaking of, so the, the Tushy, uh, was co-founded by the same woman who, uh, co-founded the Thinks period underwear. Really? So what mm-hmm. makes Tushy different than a regular bidet? No idea. It might just be a brand who's really good at branding. Okay. Yeah. That's what, that's what, my, that's my, um, my thought process. Um, but so speaking of periods, I also read an article that there's this, um, this app. It's a, out of India. It's a period tracker, period fertility tracker. Apparently they've been selling the information to Facebook. Nice. Yeah. So it's not just, you know, like, it, and so they're selling it to, uh, they said that, you know, like women that are, that are trying to make babies, their buying habits change. And, and I mean, that's true. Yeah, like, for sure. and so, uh, that could explain why I get all those, like I stopped tracking that stuff. So wait, why were they selling it? What were they selling it to Facebook for? So Facebook could, could sell them ads that were targeted to trying to conceive. Uh-huh. Yeah. These well, that, and then, so like, like, like sexual sex stuff, like, so any information that you put in there, it would, uh, you know, gather all that information and then they sold it to, if you're, you know, like you said, I'm having a hard time talking. I think you're having a good time. My mouth is really dry. <laughs> oh no, drink some water. Um, I wanted to talk about the fact that I did not know that Reba McIntyre is Kelly Clarkson's mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. And I want to add to this that not only did I not know that, but upon finding that out, I did no extra research to find out exactly what Reba McIntyre's son's name is, but I just thought that that was such a serendipitous match that Kelly Clarkson and Reba McIntyre are related through marriage. And, you know, that's really all I have to say about that. I thought it was fucking fantastic news, even though it's probably very old news. That's hilarious. Man, Kelly Clarkson. Do you remember Kelly Clarkson's album circa 2003 or 4? You, yeah, uh, did you? I used uh, to yeah. jam. That CD I, would go in my little CD player, and I'd put my little foam headphones on, and I would be like vacuuming the house and being like, <laughs> simpler time. Uh, did you see she has her own TV show now? Who? She's got her own talk show. Who? Kelly Clarkson. No, I am very anti talk show. I'll tell you the truth. I don't like them, and I don't know why, but you know, I might give Kelly Clarkson I don't like a chance. Either. I might give Kelly Clarkson well, a chance. Well, uh, Steve, Steve. Carell did the intro for her uh, to introduce her new TV show. I watched it today. Somebody somebody posted it. That's cool. And I thought it was funny because he said, ah, Kelly Clarkson. <gasps> okay. I like that. I like that a lot. I yeah. just, I don't know why. I think I might have a little bit of um, like, it might be a jealousy thing where I'm just like, I don't want to hear other people talk about things. That's not true. Cause I like podcasts and that's nothing but other people mm-hmm. talking about things. But for some, some reason, talk shows to me just seem Hold on a second. I think someone else's child is throwing a fit, which is a really nice change of pace because it's normally mine. Apartment life is very exciting. I just want to talk about that for a minute. So uh, my dog tried to bite another dog. Which one? Duke. Duke. It's you already know. Rufus has too many. Rufus is too well mannered for that shit, which is wild because when applying for homeowners insurance policies, they didn't give a shit about the French bulldog. They were like, oh, you have a German shepherd? Uh-uh. No. But I'm like, no, I don't think you understand. The French bulldog is an actual psychopath. <laughs> anyway, you know, like, it's just stuff like that. There was, like, a water moccasin in, like, the bushes. And, like, a bunch of people were ganging up to get it out of here so it wouldn't bite someone's dog. There's an alligator that lives in the pond. And they're like, please don't feed it. And I was like, Roger, I won't feed it. Nope. So wait. Yeah. Feed the alligator yeah. or the water moccasin? I mean, technically, I don't think you're supposed to feed both either. You're not supposed to feed either of those things. Okay. Okay. But I mean, it is a free country. Yep. Do whatever the fuck you want. Just, you know. That's right. I mean, I feel like once you feed the alligator once, it's going to be like, all right, I'm back. You remember those alligators we saw in Florida getting fed? Yeah. 
That was awesome. That was wild. That was the coolest thing ever. Wow. Did you see that they um, they just recently hatched a, a bunch of um, came, baby caimans? No. Why? I follow their Instagram. Oh, uh, at the St. Augustine place. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. yes, yes. That's fantastic. Yeah. I thought that was pretty neat. Oh, I like nerd shit. Is someone's kid still throwing a fit? Dang. I can't hear it, but I know what that's like. Oh, yeah. Because we're there. T-minus there. nine days till we move into our house house. And uh, exciting. I can't wait. And um, yeah, just like, you know, just like we're in that nasty, yucky period where it's like, everything's been approved and we're just waiting for the appraisal to come back and waiting for the title company to do their job. And we're like, are we still closing when we said we're closing? And they're like, you've done everything you have to do. And now we're just waiting on other people. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the worst. Yeah. Dealing with that. And then, Oh, also I just want to add that I literally kept Rose out of school, uh, for well, two days total. So they went back to school for labor day and I kept her out that day and then the hurricane came. And so they canceled the rest of the week. So she didn't go to school at all that week. And then I kept her out yesterday because this kid has had like a nonstop, like sniffly, congested, coughing all night thing going on. And I was like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with my kid? So I get to the doctor and like Rose is like jumping off the walls, bouncing off the walls, jumping off the table. And the, the doctor walks back in and she's like, yo, your kid's got allergies. It's <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> That's it. She was like, she's got real bad allergies. Like, <laughs> moved to a different climate, new allergens, yeah. you know, fun stuff. And I was like, Rose, you're going to school tomorrow. <laughs> you are going. Bye bye bye. I can I just really quickly talk about the parenting mistake that I made. Uh, please do. Okay. So, um. I've been feeling really guilty lately uh, because I haven't, I don't feel like I've been the most um, present mom. Like the anxiety was definitely taking over everything. Mm -hmm. Um, And I finally feel like I have my life back. So uh, prior to, prior to starting the meds, um, I've been pinning a lot of stuff on Pinterest and I was like, I'm going to buy stuff to make moon sand. Aww. Moon thing. Yeah. What is it like baby oil yeah. and flour? Yeah, sure fucking is. Oh no. So oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I so we're reseeding the backyard. Um so in our front yard, like you can't really play in it. We're on like this big slope, so there's not really uh, we probably could have played on the patio, but then the kids could like get out of the chair and run away. So it's not contained. So, anyways, I bought them a little table and chairs um to eat at, but it's not it's not strong enough for that. So we just use it for art projects like moon sand. Um, and so I get ready and I was like, all right, I made this moon sand. The kids are going to play with it. This is going to be so much fucking fun. And Zach is like, are you sure you want to do that in the house? My, I have linoleum floors. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I have everything is linoleum. Um, and I was like, yeah, it's fine. I'll totally just vacuum it up. <laughs> no. So that was the biggest mistake I've made so far. Uh, it was fun for like five minutes and the kids started throwing it on the floor. And I was like, it's fine. I'll just vacuum it. I'll just vacuum it. But do you know what baby oil and flour does? It sticks together. So I spent 40. I, so I have linoleum floors. So I haven't been vacuuming because my vacuum has been 50 shades of fucked up. Um, so not last night, but the night before I finally took it apart, like apart to clean it and get all the fucking moon sand out of the interior. I have like one of those bagless vacuum cleaners. And so, um, I took all that stuff out and then, uh, washed that like a week ago or whatever. And I just have been putting this off cause I knew I was going to have to take the fucking vacuum cleaner apart. <laughs> and that's what I did. I took it apart and I had to get out the shop back to get out all this fucking moon sand from my motherfucking vacuum cleaner. <laughs> oh my God. And so then I cleaned it and I was like, wow, this is like the cleanest this vacuum cleaners ever been except for when I first brought it home. So then I go to use it yesterday and you know what I find? More fucking moon sand, moon sand. in the vacuum cleaner. So anyways, yeah, it's, uh, I let the, I left the moon sand in my KitchenAid for like a week. <laughs> I was just like, I'm done. I'm over this. Like I can't do anything about it. 
my mom so my mom took care of it because she's a good mom <laughs> she's fantastic i fucking love her i mm-hmm. cannot count on like i can't even count the times where i started a craft usually some sort of sensory mm-hmm. thing like moon sand or slime mm-hmm. in our case mm-hmm. that went terribly awry and no matter how many precautions i took it always ended up on the furniture, even though it was technically mm-hmm. never supposed to be near the furniture. And yeah, no, fuck that shit. Now I'm like, please keep the slime out of my house. Keep it away yeah. from my house. And yeah. I, I mean, you tried. I did. And we also, we made sensory bottles, Zach and I did. And that was pretty yes. fun. So I got like the, I got like the plastic boss bottles and then I got the glass boss bottles and we made the cooler ones and the glass boss bottles. And then afterwards we were like, wow, these are really heavy and they might break and stain the carpet. So nobody gets the fucking really pretty ones. Those are your sensory they, bottles they, now. They are. So yeah. Uh, party foul on my part. Jesus, please us. I don't know. I'm just really like there. We're at this age where everything is starting to come together for them, um, and uh, I think it's awesome. And I'm trying to, you know, foster that a little, a little more. Because um, I mean, they're so freaking smart. And now I have to start watching my language, and ugh. but yeah. So mom foul, fun party foul stuff. My kid told me that what was it? Hmm, Saturday. Nope. I'm sorry. Let me start over. Was it Saturday? Sunday was the worst day of her life. Would you like to know why it was the worst day of her life? Yeah. Because I asked her to pick up her room. Well, that's on you for being a terrible person. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you think that it's hard when they're toddlers and it is. And you're like, (laughs) it's going to get easier. And it does. But then it gets weirder (laughs) because they say things like, this is the worst day of my life. And I literally was like, if this is the worst day of your life, like, Thank God you are so privileged. (laughs) Like you're doing all right. And you don't know that yet, (laughs) but one day you'll know that and you'll tell me sorry. Mm -hmm. And by then I'll be like just riddled with arthritis and high blood pressure because of everything you've put me through. And that's just, it's all a downhill journey. That's not the fucking truth, man. It's just a downhill journey. And you know, I, I, I too have been trying like, I mean, you know what? It does get easier when they get older. Mm -hmm. It does. It does get easier because then you can do more with them. But then it's like a whole new anxiety starts. Like you send them off to school and you're like, what if they get bullied? That's like my biggest fear. Like what if my kids get bullied? Like I don't know why. That's like something I worry about so much. I have a feeling that one of if my kids get bullied, they're just going to punch someone. Like that just. Yeah, you would hope, right? We all hope that our kids would stick up for themselves. Or even better, that they'd be one of those kids from movies that doesn't really exist that, like, somehow have, like, an adult understanding of how silly their peers are. Like, do you ever notice that in movies? That's something that always really bothered me. Like, you'll watch movies Mm -hmm. where they portray, like, a middle schooler or, like, a freshman in high school, somebody who's, like, very clearly in that stage of life where pretty much everyone cares what people think. And they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm weird and I don't care. And I'm like, they all care. They all care. Yeah. And they may act like they don't care. But they care. And this is just made up. I wish that kids were like that. Like, I wish that, like, if a middle schooler was being picked on, they had the wherewithal to be like, oh, none of this really matters in the grand scheme of things. I'm going to get good grades and spend time with my family because that's not how they're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Something I thought about. Um, so Zach and I went to Costco and I uh, dropped some change. I'm trying to eat healthier. So um, not that I'm eating terribly. I'm trying to follow this stupid meal plan that comes along with this workout plan. And it's not going very well. I've been really having cravings Why for m and well, Some shit when it comes to self-control. Same here. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, so... Uh, this group that I'm in, um, this Facebook group, somebody had mentioned something about making soap and she, and she makes homemade soaps. And so <laughs> we're leaving Costco and Zach's like, just don't want to go buy some potting soil. And I was like, nope, sure don't. Cause we spent lots of money. Uh, and then we get home and I see in this group, someone's like, Hey, I heard that you make uh, soap. What's your, what's your link? And so she posted her link and I spent $30 buying very nice thank you right 
But I just thought it was ridiculous, and I'm like, I'm not going to go buy potting soil. But here, let me buy soap for myself. I'm kind of obsessed with homemade soaps. Like, I love just like the. They're not that hard to know. make either. Yeah, that's what Zach's like. Maybe you, you should really should try soap. making them. They're actually very easy to make, and you can get really, really creative. I just like lush. I like lush. Well, but so the last homemade soap that I bought, and I, I asked her, we were messaging, and I was like, hey, man, uh, I'm just going to buy one bar to start with, but then I didn't. I bought more uh, because the last homemade soap that I bought made my vagina tingle and not in a good way. I was going to say there's this brand that they sell at Walmart and probably Target too called Queen V, and they have a bar soap that's like pH balanced for your lady bits and like, and they have a bubble bath that I bought Ooh. because I have daughters and bubble bath has caused problems for every woman in this, in this family. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a pH balanced bubble bath for ladies. It's some good Ooh, shit. I'll have to try yeah, it you can out. get it at Walmart. Try that. Yeah. Well, I just, um, I bought this stuff and the, not that stuff, but an, another one. And, um, my vagina was so itchy and I was like, what is going on right now? Which speaking of, um, we didn't talk about, uh, last week I said, I have a vagina story or the week before oh, I said, yeah. I have a vagina story. We, and I said, don't forget to remind me to talk about it. And do you know what? We didn't talk we about didn't. it. We didn't. We had a lot going on. Go on. I'll All right. This story. Okay. Okay. So I'm a female. You're a female. Um, we have vaginas. And sometimes if you have a vagina and you're working out a lot and you're not showering immediately afterwards because you have mom stuff to do, you get a yeast infection. Mm. I haven't had one in so long that I forgot what it was like. Right? Right. And um, so I told Zach, I was like, I think I might have one. And so I just got some monostat one, right? Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to use it because it's just a one-time thing. Um, have you ever read the reviews on Amazon for a monostat one? No. Oh, my God. I didn't so know anyways, that, that was, I would have never even thought to do that. Do tell. Is it a horror story? All right. Okay. So I'm sitting there making dinner, and I'm like, Good God. After I started, after I used it, I, I put it in and like 30 minutes later, I'm just like, my vagina is on fire. It feels like there's a million bees stinging my insides. So we're eating dinner and I'm like shifting from side to side. And Zach and my mom are like, what is wrong with you? Uh, and I was like, I, I was like, honestly, my vagina is on fire right now. I'm very uncomfortable. I'm not putting the kids to bed. I'm going to grab an ice pack as soon as I'm done eating dinner and I'm going to sit on the couch with a vagina, with a vagina between my legs. I'm sitting on that with, with, between my legs, That's but true. an ice pack. And so, um, it was so awful. So then I like Googled Monosat one reviews and all these poor women are just like, everything's on fire and I'm dying. This better work. Like it was so awful. And so um, I was like, I'm so glad. So I'm reading these reviews to Zach and he's like, Rachel, I wish I could do something for you. And I was like, just put the kids to bed. So I'm sitting there with an ice pack between my legs and Lennon's like, what's that? What's that? And I was like, Lennon, let mommy lay with an ice pack on her vagina in peace, please. Word. And then I couldn't believe that I said that to my one and a half year old. Eh, she didn't understand. And it's fine. Everything's yeah, fine. I, I, yeah. I brought the ice pack to bed with me and like just reading these reviews. So then the other day uh, I had somebody that I know had a, a, a yeast infection and um, I had told that person to read reviews on Amazon before they used it, but they didn't. And then they texted me and then said, how long is this supposed to burn for? <laughs> what? Is it supposed to burn? Because I, I mean, like, I don't know anyone who hasn't used Monistat at some point in their adult life and I've never had burning. Uh, well, so it was the Monistat one, and I guess from what I was reading, they reformulated their their one day ovule or something like that. So Fail. I was dying. Re- read the reviews on Amazon. Uh, I literally like that was my only solace is that I was seeing other women that also had vaginas on fire. <laughs> like I, that would be a I badass punk rock punk rock band name. 
vagina's like, oh, I like I know, it. Let's I do know, it. I know. I mean, neither I of us have any. That's right. You do have a banjo. So that'd be more of like a folk band. But I think Vagina's right. on Fire is folk still a good band. folk band name. I do too. It's not I bad. really just, let's make that happen. Yeah. I just need to learn. I need to get some sort of musical ability, which I do not have at the moment. Me either. I'm actually going to start putting uh, my uh, put that in my bullet journal that I need to pay more attention. Also, the kids lost my finger picks, so I need to buy new ones. You're brave for doing the bullet journaling. Um, Not brave. I shouldn't say that. Like, I think it's going to be great for you. I had no success with it because I'm so Mm -hmm. particular about like how uh, my writing looks in a situation like that. Mm -hmm. Like. It all has to be the same font. It all has to line up. And like you watch the Instagram videos of the bullet journals. Oh, my God. I know. You're just like, wow, that looks awesome. Let's do it. And then you start doing it. And I think it's perfect if you don't have the problems that I do with like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, with those kinds of things. Like I have I have a couple friends who do bullet journals and they like truly use them for like you know, thought flow and um, thought flow. It sounds like a workout class for whores. <laughs> I am. Um, my counselor actually suggested it a couple weeks ago. And so I was looking into it and um, she recommended doing like a, she asked if I, how do I practice gratitude or gratefulness? And I was like, well, I try to practice it every day. You know, I'm very, I, I tell people that I appreciate them and um you know, I make sure to let everybody know how helpful and just stuff like that. And she's like, all right, well, she's like, you can write that down in your journal. Do you know, just three to five things each day that you're grateful for. And I was like, okay, yeah. all right, I'll try that out. I mean, I'm very aware of what I have and I'm very grateful as is, but I guess she said that sometimes seeing it visualized yes. down in front of you makes it more, I don't know. So we're going to, we're going to do breathing treatments, like not treatments, Techniques. uh, techniques and I bought this stress and anxiety workbook thing that I haven't let some through nice I have an OCD my anxieties one. yeah uh, my anxiety was getting the best of me I actually so there's been this uh uh this corner in my uh kitchen I have a very small kitchen I miss my house so much in Texas um and there's just been stuff there and it bothers me but I've never I don't know like to clean it off was just kind of like a momentous thing. Like looking at it, it was upsetting me. Um, and so the other day I was like, you know what? It would take me like two minutes to clean mm-hmm. off. And it took me like 30 seconds. Nice. And I felt so much better afterwards. And I couldn't believe that uh, something like my anxiety was just hindering yes. that. Yes. Like how crazy it's such a small thing, but it felt so good afterwards. And I was just like, why couldn't I do that before I started taking the medication? Anxiety's a bitch. That's crazy. And anxiety can make you depressed. I mean, that's that's like uh, that's yeah. like always what happens when my anxiety like flares up is that there's like mm-hmm. a there's like a little nice little side dish of depression. Like if it's nothing like what I hear people deal with with depression, like on like a mm-hmm. on like a major depression yeah. scale, but just like yeah, yeah. this this like fatigue and lack of motivation and like this yeah. um, just like this feeling of like doom. Like, I, I can't do mm, yep. it. Why can't I do it? Why didn't I do it? What's wrong with me that I didn't do it? I'm tired. Yeah, no. All of those. It's totally, all of those it's a thing, man. And people, it's, I feel like anxiety is like, everybody has it to an extent, right? Like, that's like the first thing that they'll tell you in like every self-help book. So like, we all have anxiety. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to have some because it keeps us alive. But like, if you haven't actually dealt with like clinical anxiety, it's very hard yeah. to explain to someone who hasn't had it. It is. It is. And see, I've, I've always had, but I've always been able to, even like when I, my anxiety was really bad, uh, I was able to kind of pull myself out of it cause it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as it is now. And it's, everything's just kind of compounded. Um, and so, you know, uh, like I said, Zach said, my demeanor's changed. My face looks less stressed. I feel less stressed. The counselor yesterday was like, you're a lot calmer than I've seen you since I started seeing you. And I was like, yeah, I feel pretty, feel pretty good. Even though things are a little crazy right now, feel pretty good. No, that's awesome. That makes me happy. I mentioned to Matt today that I want to start going back to therapy. And he's like, why? You seem more well-adjusted now than you have been in a very long time. And I was like, Mm -hmm. but that's the problem, I think, is that anytime I've gone to therapy, it's been when shit hits the van, when, like, my anxiety becomes crushing. Like, right now, my anxiety is not an issue. 
And I'm like, this might be the perfect, because like when my OCD is in full swing, like I don't get a lot out of therapy because I'm a horrible patient. I'll go in there and I'll literally relay every single thing I've thought or done since the last time I thought saw them and then try to, re- to, to get reassurance that it's okay. And so mm-hmm. it's like, there's no talking about like trauma or relationships or thought patterns yeah. or self-esteem or all the other things that like therapy can be super helpful with. Like mm-hmm. I was a horrible patient. So I'm like, maybe I'll actually get some stuff. Cause like, I mean, I have had a lot of, it's just, just like you, like this year has been super traumatic for us as well. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, and like, I do feel like I'm pretty well adjusted. Um, I'm at the right dosage for my medication on my OCD. So I'm yeah. not having the weird obsessions and compulsions bothering me like they used to. But at the same time, like, It'd be nice to dig into like, you know, roadblocks and like emotions Mm -hmm. that are like built up behind a wall, those kinds of things. And it scares me. And I was telling Matt, I'm like going to therapy. I know like the science is there that like it's stop making weird faces at me. He's Mm. making weird faces at me. I'm like, I know the science is there and like it's good for you. And like it's proven that like everyone can benefit Mm -hmm. from some therapy. But like I have a real like mental block when it comes to therapist because I'm like, okay, where do I start? I have to tell you every single thing that's ever happened to me because <laughs> if I don't, yeah. how are you going to tell me the right advice if you don't know every little yeah. thing that led up to my parents' divorce or every relationship I've ever been in or every stupid bad thing I've ever done or how I felt about this. And like, and so like it can be daunting to me, like the thought of going in and seeing a therapist for an hour and then being like, what do you want to talk about? I'll be like, okay, well, I'm going to start from day one and I'm going to tell you my whole fucking life. And then when I have a problem, I'll maybe trust that you know what to do about it. Because I had a real problem with my last therapist where she'd be like Mm -hmm. this, that, and this. And I'd be like, yeah, but like, did I mention this? And she'd be like, yeah, well, my advice still applies. I'm like, are you sure? She's like, bitch, I went to school for this. (laughs) This is literally my job. So I'm a horrible patient, but I'm aware that I'm a horrible patient. So... That's not helpful <laughs> at all. <laughs> I still suck as a patient. It is what it is. Tis what it is. It's fine. Um, it's all fine. It's all fine. All it? of it. Everything's everything's fine. fine. That's what it's I was fine. telling myself this morning when I literally like we live in a very small town and there's three nail salons, two of which are owned by the same people. Um, one's just half a mile down the road from the other one. So oh. they all supposedly open at 930. I drove to all three and no, none of them were open at 9.30. And I was like, <laughs> the fuck? And my husband was like, well, you're in a small town and things are different than they are, you know. Mm, he's Like, true. you have three nail salons. What are you going to do if they're all closed? You're going to drive 20 minutes? No, you're going to wait. So I, they, I finally get in after they open. And the guy doing my nails tore my fucking cuticles. Like, I was bleeding. And he was like, are you okay? And I was like, am I okay? Am I okay? I was like, I want to run out of this place screaming. Like, I just paid you money to make me bleed. No one makes me bleed. I've had that happen before. And like, my fingers felt bruised and it was terrible. awful. And I'm not trying to be an asshole. I know that it happens and it truly can be an accident. But I was just like, it fucking hurts. And it sucks when you pay money to be hurt. (laughs) Like, it it sucks. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I still tipped him because I'm a doormat. But, um, and I mean, if you don't like look really closely, my nails look great. You can't see the blood from far away. Don't rinse it off. Use it as a Halloween decoration. Halloween. Betty wants to be a guinea pig for Halloween. And I'm hoping that she sticks with that idea because I would love to make her a guinea pig costume. Um, I want Zach. I want Zach. Uh, I want the twins to be Robin and Steve. Okay. Well, (laughs) so we went, um, we went to Target to buy Halloween stuff. And Zach's like, maybe we should just buy them uh, uh, costumes now. And I was like, no, I want to make their costumes. He's like, what if, just spitballing here, what if we buy them costumes in the event that something happens and you can't make their costumes? And I was like. I mean, it's not a bad idea, but still. 
Yeah, no, I was like, that's pretty solid considering it's the middle of the month and I haven't done anything. Making costumes is one of those things that like, I've only done it once. And it was right after I had my ectopic pregnancy because I was literally sitting at home for a month resting, Mm -hmm. you know, afterwards. And so I was like, do you know what made me feel better if I made a spider costume? Yeah, that actually was a very easy costume to make. And if you wanted to make one, spiders are a great idea. Uh, But yeah, no, making costumes is hard well i feel like these ones shouldn't be that hard like just buy buy some striped stuff the problem is keeping their scoops ahoy uh, hats on Um, it is hard i put uh i put lennon's um hair up when she's feral and didn't like it so she spent the whole day pulling at her hair that kid man that kid she's your daughter she is daughter. my my daughter is betty and, and rose is matt's daughter like the personalities yeah. come back to bait us. I'm so glad we got to pod this week. Me too. And now that there is no looming hurricane, and now that I kind of have been settling into a little bit of a schedule, uh, we should try to go back to doing it, making this a weekly thing. Honestly, like we had such high hopes when we started doing, like, we'll never take a week off. And then life has hit us really hard. And it's punched us in our penises. It has. It truly has. Our metaphorical dicks have been punched. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to use the upstairs guest bedroom walk-in closet and I'm going to build a little built-in desk and make that my recording studio. Ooh, fancy. Really nice. I'm also going to, I'm going to also do some stuff. I just have to figure out. What are these things? When, what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do some stuff. Yeah. Do, do a thing understandable too. well do you want to sign off rach and we'll meet back up next yeah. week same time next week. well yes. i'm not even gonna say that next week next week sounds good to me man <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening you guys we loves you thank you mm. we will see you next yeah, week yeah we'll see you <laughs> no we won't bye felicia bye <laughs> <laughs>